Bonin Village. Welcome to our online Sunday worship service. We're grateful we can connect this way. Uh, feel free to chat anytime during this video. We have staff and our prayer team also available on the chat and they will be able to respond to private prayer requests. I've been missing church a lot and missing meeting all of you. I'm sure you are feeling the same. And so I'm going to invite you and start it off with a corporate prayer. A liturgy for missing. Lord, we carry this ache. We carry it, O oh Father, to you. You created our hearts for unbroken fellowship. Yet the constraints of time and place and the stuttering rhythms of life in a fallen world dictate that all fellowship in these days will at times be broken or incomplete. And so we find ourselves in this season bearing the sorrow of our separation from dear friends and family. We acknowledge, O Lord, that it is a right and a good thing to miss deeply those whom we love, but with whom we cannot be physically present. Grant us, therefore, courage to love well, even in this time of absence. Grant us courage to shrink neither from the aches nor from the joys that love brings. For each willingly received will accomplish the good works you have appointed them to do. Therefore, we praise you even for our sadness, knowing that the sorrows we steward in this life will in time be redeemed. We praise you also knowing that these glad aches are a true measure of the bonds you have wrought between our hearts. Now use our sorrows as tools in your hand, O Lord, shaping our hearts into a truer imitation of the affections of Christ. Use even the sadness to carve out spaces in our souls where still greater repositories of holy affection might be held. Unto the end that we might better love in times of absence and in times of presence alike. We now entrust all to your keeping. May our reunion be joyous. Amen. Hi, this is Stan Nash director of the Worship Choir and Orchestra at Village. We'd like to share a video from February when our choir and orchestra did the song, I Will Not Be Shaken, based on Psalm 62. It reminds us that God is our rock, our shield, our fortress, our deliverer, and no matter what the circumstances, we can trust God, stand firm in our faith, and testify that we will not be shaken.
Thanks, Dan. My name's Adam Christian. I'm one of the elders here at Village. Uh, this is my wife, Corinne, my daughter, Ari, and my son, Ronan. We want to say welcome to everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Uh, if you're joining us via the watch party, you feel free to use the, the chat feature at any time or message in private prayer requests. If you're joining us through another platform, email or something else, thank you for choosing to worship with us today. I want to ask that you continue to worship through giving. Uh, this is uh, one of the primary ways that we're able to continue partnering in ministry for our community and our neighborhood, providing for needs for villagers and others we come into contact with during this very difficult time. Uh, we'd also love uh, that you continue to tag the Love Hope Movement in your pics and your stories, helping us uh, know how you're spreading love and hope of God during this season. You can also email those pictures and stories directly to info at villagebeaverton.com if you prefer. We have lots of ways for everybody to stay connected during this time. Um, let us know if you have any needs. We want to, to reach out and help you in any way that we can. Also, on the other side, let us know if you'd like to volunteer. We're going to be working on, on different areas where people can do that as well. Um, we'll be offering every Sunday a Meals on Wheels drop-off from 1 to 3. And Village Kids, if you happen to come along, we'll send you home with an Easter craft. Uh, we'll also have weekly prayer meetings via Zoom. We'll have support groups. We'll have church updates. So check your email, or if you want to reach out and ask specific questions, email us at info at villagebeaverton.com. Also, we are really excited to get together in person again, and family camp is going to be an amazing way for us to do that. Coming up the second weekend of August, it will be at Nahalem Bay State Park again, and really who can go to family camp? Everybody can go to family can you camp. You go to family camp, right? This is for newcomers. Well, this I is can, I can family camp. You can go to family camp too. Yeah, this is for newcomers. It's for kids. And it's also your birthday. It's for families. You can have up to eight people on one site. We're going to have another family joining us on our site. You can bring a tent. You can bring a motor home. This is really a great way for all of us to, to get away and spend some time together as a community. We do still need some volunteers. If you're a medical professional and you're willing to be uh, available on a consulting-only basis, please let us know. Or if there's a act specific activity that you'd like to see while we're there, please email us and let us know about that too. The email is familycamp at villagebeaverton.com. Or if you're ready to register, just go to the Family Camp section of our website and you can fill out your registration right there online. At this time, we're going to take a few minutes to greet each other. If you are in the watch party, you can use the chat feature and greet each other uh, that way. If you are joining us through email or through the website, we'd love to encourage you to pause the video for just a couple of minutes and text or uh, call uh, some of the people in our community and just check in and make sure that you are um, you know, connected with people and that they're connected with you. Thank you so much for joining us, and we look forward to worshiping with you through this uh, digital platform. Bye. Bye. In the darkness we were waiting, without hope and without light, till from heaven you came running, there was mercy in your eyes. To fulfill the law and prophets To a virgin came the word From a throne of endless glory To a cradle in the dirt Pray 
Melissa and I wanted to take a moment and send you our greetings from Vienna, Austria, and just to give you an update on how our lives and ministry are doing during the coronavirus pandemic. Austria has been on lockdown since March 16th, which basically means that all of the stores are closed except for grocery stores, pharmacies, and banks, and we're not allowed to go outside of our apartments unless we're visiting one of these places, or we're also allowed to exercise once a day. Um, while we're out, we're, we're supposed to practice uh, social distancing. And so all of these things have, of course, created some challenges for us as far as our daily rhythms go. And fortunately, we've been blessed by technology that allows us to maintain a sense of community during this time. For instance, we've been able to live stream our church services each Sunday, and our weekly home groups and prayer groups are now meeting virtually through video conferencing. And we've had to be a little creative in maintaining our social communities um, by doing lots of video chats with friends and family. We've even managed to play a board game um, virtually in the last week or so. And so those are some of the ways that we've had to uh, change our daily rhythms a little bit. And on the ministry side of things, we've been continuing with German language learning through uh, tutoring calls and uh, conversation classes online. We have uh, continued relationship building with frontline organizations. Uh, a particular example is that I'm part of a work group that's building a survivor support ministry for trafficking survivors here in, in Vienna. And so that's been a blessing to continue to be a part of that even during lockdown. Also, Brian and I had uh, begun a 40-day prayer walk journey around com uh, Vienna's commercial sex establishments. With the lockdown, we've had to, to move to a virtual prayer walk, uh, but we've been able to use Google Satellite to really zoom in on these establishments and pray for the people who are represented behind these doors, uh, for buyers, for owners, and the neighborhoods that are supporting these establishments. On a practical level, we have weekly been uh, providing groceries to a trafficking survivor north of us who is a single mom with uh, young kids who's currently unable to leave her apartment. And so we're, we're grateful that we have bicycles and we can bike up there and, and deliver groceries and provide a practical help during this difficult season. We also just wanted to thank you for your prayer support and your financial support for our ministry during these challenging times. And we also just wanted to let you know that we are also praying for you and that God blesses you during these times as well. So thank you. Yeah. And a, a particular verse that's been encouraging to us right now is Jeremiah 17 verses 7 to 8, where it says, Blessed are those who trust in the Lord and have made the Lord their hope and confidence. They are like trees planted along a river bank with roots that reach deep into the water. Such trees are not bothered by the heat or worried by long months of drought. Their leaves stay green and they never stop producing fruit. And we are certainly all in a time of extended drought right now. We're feeling the heat and uh, we really have been challenged by the Lord to, to see this as an opportunity uh, to really press into him, to build strong, deep roots that are rooted in the streams of living water and to allow ourselves to be nourished by him uh, so that we can really look outward and seek to be available to, to bear fruit in the lives of others. Uh, and so really that's been our prayer in our own lives and our prayer for you right now as we press into him that we're fruit bearers in this difficult season in our respective contexts. Isn't it great that God never goes on lockdown? Mm -hmm. And so God bless you during these times and thank you again for your prayers and your support. Thank you. Psalm 29. Ascribe to the Lord, O mighty ones, 
Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. The voice of the Lord is over the waters. The God of glory thunders. The Lord thunders over the mighty waters. The voice of the Lord is powerful. The voice of the Lord is majestic. The voice of the Lord breaks the cedars. The Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes Lebanon skip like a calf, Syrian like a young wild ox. The voice of the Lord strikes with flashes of lightning. The voice of the Lord shakes the desert. The Lord shakes the desert of Kadesh. The voice of the Lord twists the oaks and strips the forests bare. And in his temple all cry, Glory! The Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Hi, Village. Uh, welcome to, I think, our fourth uh, service video package. So um, it's been fun figuring out how to come to you uh, via video and to be able, be able to bring different voices uh, to this service uh, as we're coming to you. So this is Palm Sunday. Uh, or at least if you're watching this video this weekend, uh, this is the weekend of Palm Sunday. And that's uh, to commemorate in the church calendar when Jesus had his triumphal entry into Jerusalem. So it's named Palm Sunday from the palm branches that were waved uh, as the crowds lined the streets and Jesus riding on a donkey goes up into Jerusalem. Uh, Jesus was there in Jerusalem for the Passover festival. It was uh, one of the three major festivals that were celebrated uh, as people went up, into, uh, up to Jerusalem and the city swelled to an incredible uh, amount of people. And as they would have been on their pilgrimage down to Jerusalem, uh, the tradition of the Israelites was to sing the Psalms. Uh, in fact, the Psalms were, uh, as one commentator said, written for the human voice and to be heard by crowds or sung at events. And so these Psalms, as people were walking down the road, uh, were what they were singing. And so it's no surprise that Jesus, uh, in the last week of his life, as he argues with Pharisees, and even as he hangs on the cross, uh, is quoting the Psalms. Uh, these might have been the very songs or, or praise songs, worship songs, uh, that he and others were singing as they were walking to Jerusalem. Uh, so we are in the Psalms today for Palm Sunday, uh, and specifically we're going to be talking about Psalm 29. Uh, but before I do that, just a little bit about the Psalms. Uh, the Psalms uh, were a collection of five individual shorter books that were brought together uh, for one larger book in the Old Testament. Uh, the grouping of the first book, uh, Psalm 1 through uh, 41, arguably, uh, are primarily individual psalms or uh, individual experiences or very personal psalms. Uh, and, and we find that uh, as these things are being written uh, as poetry, they are also meant to be uh, experienced deeper. 
some people say that uh, where some places of Scripture use a few words to say a lot, uh, that the Psalms use a lot of words to say a little. They're, they're aiming at one big central theme that they're wanting us to experience fully. Uh, in fact, it's argued that you shouldn't be reading the Psalms without some kind of body movement that uh, David was a dancer as well as a poet, uh, that these psalms were usually being recited or sung as people were walking. And so somehow getting our whole body into these psalms and experiencing, feeling what it is they're saying. Uh, so that's what we're doing with the Psalms today. We're, we're trying to jump in and bring ourselves to feel and to experience what the psalmist uh, is leading us into. And so Psalm 29 uh, is interesting in that uh, if the Psalms are... Uh, are unique in Scripture, if, if the book of Psalms is a unique book in Scripture, then Psalm 29 is, is uh, one of the most unique Psalms in the book of Psalms. So it's, it's entirely a praise of God. It's, it's, it's sung entirely about God's character and to, to give Him praise as being powerful, being the Creator, being over nature. So it's broken into three parts. It's uh, one of the most poetic psalms, and what we mean by that is that it uses the Hebrew poetry forms of um, redundancy and parallelism to try and really craft uh, a message here. And so we see 11 times the word Lord show up. Uh, the, the, the word here is Jehovah, or in our Bible, Lord, and that shows up um, throughout the Psalms, uh, I think, 15, I'm sorry, 15 times in 11 verses. And then this phrase, the voice of the Lord, that shows up seven times. So we're really talking about Jehovah. We're talking about the voice of the Lord. And that's, that's really the power that's supposed to be felt in this Psalm. It begins in heaven. Ascribe to the Lord, you heavenly beings. Ascribe to the Lord glory and strength. Ascribe to the Lord the glory that's due His name. Worship the Lord in the splendor of His holiness. So it, it starts us in heaven, and then after that introduction moves us into a long and sustained picture of a storm. So if you want to think of it, it's uh, as if a storm is coming up over the Mediterranean that, that breaks on up in the top of Lebanon and then sweeps down along the entire uh, land of Canaan and, and then into the desert where it dissipates. And so we see this uh, incredible picture of the Lord uh, and the Lord's voice and it's powerful and majestic and it breaks the cedars that the wind, the voice of the Lord breaks in pieces the cedars of Lebanon. He makes, the, uh, he makes Lebanon leap like a calf and Syrian like a young wild ox. Uh, he's talking about the strong symbol of Lebanon, these, these beautiful uh, cedar forests that once existed uh, and covered the land. And that was uh, where you went for um, big wood, uh, long pieces of wood uh, that you would use for structures or to panel houses. And so to break those cedars is a show of strength. Uh, the word here of um, Syrian is Mount Hermon. It's 9,000 feet up. It's on the northern part of Israel, the southern part of Lebanon, and God moves mountains, literally, that this symbol of power is nothing compared to the storm or to the voice of the Lord. As it 
continues on, we get to the end. So you have the intro in heaven, this picture of a storm that, that's got its power, sweeps through the land and then goes into the desert. And then it ends here on earth with us as humankind. And it says that the Lord sits enthroned over the flood. The Lord is enthroned as king forever. The Lord gives strength to his people. The Lord blesses his people with peace. Um, it's, it's ironic that David is king, King David, and he's talking about the Lord on his throne seated forever. And, um, and, and thinking of Palm Sunday and Jesus riding in and what the crowds expected uh, of a Davidic king. Um, but somehow what God was doing and what I think David understood was that, that God is king and that we look to him ultimately for leadership as his people. Um, this beautiful picture. Um, there's also something interesting here in Psalm 29. And, that, and that's that it, it mirrors what we see happen with the angels when they proclaim that Jesus has come, um, that the king has come uh, to the shepherds uh, in the nativity story of, of Luke. Uh, in that story, we read that uh, the words to the shepherds are glory to God in the highest and then on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. This is the very pattern of Psalm 29, just starting with the glory of God and then moving and ending with this idea that God gives strength to his people, the Lord blesses his people with peace. So this, this hymn, this poem, this song uh, that we're singing, that, that Raina read for us so beautifully, uh, is really of praise to God, um, the character of God, but it's also telling us the gospel. It's telling us who we're looking to and the good news that comes, that in God's power, that His voice that hovers over uh, and, and has um, this creative energy over creation ultimately leads and works good for His people, for His creation. Um, this story is the gospel. Um, more specifically, and in, in why I, uh, I am excited about this text for today and, and why this has been meaningful for me to study, uh, is that Psalm 29, like other psalms, is, is written for certain occasions. Uh, you should read Psalm 19, which talks about the heavens declaring the glory of the Lord. You should read that sometime at night when you can see the stars and really understand or feel what that what that psalm is saying. Uh, likewise, Psalm 29 is meant to be read uh, when there's a thunderstorm or when there's something that's awesome or powerful and helps us understand that God is somehow above that and, and even in that moment working through it or in control of it. Um, it's said by early church commentators that, uh, that, that Psalm 29 was read to young children during thunderstorms, uh, or that it was read to entire congregations uh, during thunderstorms. Uh, and so, metaphorically speaking, um, David isn't just talking about storms, he's talking about life, and he's talking about God being sovereign over our lives. So for us in this season, um, whatever the storm is that, that you're going through, whatever the experiences that your family is having, whatever uh, fears or uncertainties are in our society or in our nation, uh, whatever the storms of life are, this is a song uh, to be sung in times like this. Uh, in fact, um, this is the pattern of what Jesus did as he went 
to the Passover meal. He sang the Psalms with his disciples. Um, he recited these words, and we get to join, find ourselves, um, and join with the history of, of Christians in our faith that, um, that thousands of years of believers have looked to these words and found hope. Uh, that somehow, like the story of Job, who goes uh, all throughout the book of Job wanting an answer from God about his circumstances, and in the end uh, walks away having been satisfied and with hope, um, with no answer to his circumstances, just simply seeing a picture of God, um, of God's power, and being reminded that God is sovereign over all. Psalm 29 does the same thing. We praise God in this psalm. We see God for his power. Uh, we understand that in the end uh, that we are going to benefit from this king who gives his people peace. Um, and in praising God, somehow that changes our ability to navigate our circumstances. Um, so I hope today, as you're thinking about this, as you get to read Psalm 29 on your own, as you talk about it uh, with, with family or friends, um, that maybe somehow in praising God, we would all get to experience um, something unique, the comfort or the peace that comes through His Holy Spirit. Uh, and, and even as we do this together as a church that is, that is separated, um, not gathered, that this psalm unites us as we're coming together and reflecting uh, on the goodness of God. So uh, I want to say a prayer for us. Uh, this comes from uh, St. Francis of Assisi, but it felt... Uh, it felt fitting for this weekend, uh, and so I'm going to go ahead and read that for us. But thank you for taking the time to tune in, uh, for joining together, for exploring the Psalms, for trying to go deeper, uh, and just know that we're all wrestling with this together. So thank you. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. And where there is hatred, let me sow love. And where there is injury, pardon where there is doubt, faith, where there is despair, hope, where there is darkness, light, and where there is sadness, joy. O Divine Master, grant that I may not so much seek to be consoled as to console, to be understood as to understand, to be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. I'm standing here at the empty sanctuary. And looking at the empty space, I'm actually excited uh, because it's, it's a sign that our worshiping space has been ex expanded to our homes, to our workplaces, and to our ordinary lives all over the city scattered for His glory. It's a sign that we are already sent out. So wherever you are right now, I pray that the Lord sits enthroned over this flood, over the plagues and this chaos. The Lord is enthroned as your King and the King of this planet and King of the universe forever. The Lord gives strength to you who is His own. And the Lord bless you with His peace. May this worship continue at every moment of your life. And see you later with another amazing testimonies next week. With hearts tied.